Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, this episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Hey everybody, big thanks go out to Mr. Brobot Brian. He reviewed the show and he said this. This is a great podcast that gets you the essential Nintendo Switch news that I'm looking for. Short at times, sweet and to the point, keep up the good work from a 41-year-old working husband, dad, who loves his Switch and Vita. Uh, big thanks for uh, the review. I, I really, really appreciate it. If you want to do exactly what Mr. Brobot Brian did... Uh, just head on over to iTunes, give us a review, tell us what you think. Five stars is the best. Uh, I'd like to read one every single episode. We've got a few in store, uh, but we'll run out soon enough. So get on over there and hit that review button. Thank you. All right, the biggest news for today is, of course, the Pokemon Direct. It happened this morning, uh, 10 a.m., Eastern Time, which is the time zone that I'm in, so that's the one that I'm going to focus on. I don't know why I said that. Let's move on. Pokemon, Pokemon Tournament DX for Switch was announced. Now, there was a whole lot of rumor and speculation going around. People were assuming that it was going to be Pokemon Stars for the Switch, which was going to be like a port of Pokemon Moon, Pokemon Sun. Um, that was not what happened. What happened instead for the Switch is Pokemon Tournament DX, which is Pokemon, Pokemon Tournament Deluxe. Now, let's first off attack why is it considered Deluxe. Is this a new game? It's not a new game. This is the one that we already had on the Wii U. They are adding four extra characters. That's the Deluxe version of it. When I was looking at the video, there's a couple things that stood out to me. First off, I've talked to a few people because I've not actually played Pokemon Tournament. Uh, and, oh, actually, gosh, for those of you that don't know, Pokemon Tournament is a uh, it's a fighting game featuring po- Pokemon characters, and it's got a, a really different way of uh, of playing. They've got two phases basically. There's the first phase, which is called the field phase. Uh, And this is where the camera is almost kind of behind your character and you move around a little more like you would in a 3D action game. Uh, And then there's the dual phase. The dual phase will allow you to, the the camera switches almost to like a two and a half D view where you're looking at both characters from the side, uh, almost like a traditional fighting game. Uh, and some characters really excel in the field phase. At least this is what I've been told by people who I talked to, and I forgot to turn off my phone, so sorry about that. Uh, but this is what people have told me. Uh, some characters are very, very good at field phase, and other characters really excel at dual phase. And that's where some of the um, balance comes into the game. So this is definitely not something at least I don't believe, that they will get rid of the two phases. And that's one of the things that also makes this game a unique looking or a a unique fighting game outside of the Pokemon characters. This is not like Smash. The first thing that I did is I looked up what what is the control scheme like for Pokemon Tournament? 
It's actually pretty interesting. It is a D-pad, uh, and this is uh, in the arcade, I guess, which is really weird. It's a D-pad and three buttons on the face with, I think it had two shoulder buttons. So this is perfect for the Switch. And the reason it's perfect for the Switch is because you can easily take a Joy-Con off and share the Joy. Okay, that's what Nintendo likes to call it. Um, that's where you take a Joy-Con off and hand it to somebody, and then you're playing side by side. Now, because of the field phase and dual phase, where the camera is kind of behind your character, I think that this is going to be a fighting game, kind of like ARMS, where it's a split-screen fighting game, which is a really weird thing to do, but I understand why they would have to do it, because... I don't think they're just going to throw away field phase because that could, would completely throw the game out of balance. Back to why Deluxe. It's because they're giving you those four extra characters. Now, a lot of people were expecting, and I said this at the beginning, a lot of people were expecting Pokemon Stars for the Switch, and we did not get that. Instead, we got Pokemon Tor or Pokemon Tournament DX for the Switch, and then... Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for the 3DS. Uh, no stars anywhere. And I think that stars is not something that we're going to see um, unless they're going to extend this uh, Sun Moon Stars thing even further. When we look at this, I, I don't, when I look at the video, it's kind of hard to even really tell what's new here. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Those just seems it seems like this should just be DLC. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe it should just be DLC, and it's not going to be a full game. Um, that the games, and by the way, uh, Pokemon Tournament comes out September 22nd. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, those come out in in November. So it'll be roughly one year after Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out. So again, looking at the video, you can't really tell what's new. How is this different from Sun and Moon that we already have? There's a few people who said, well, I hope this isn't like Platinum, which I think that's a version of Pokemon. I hope it's more like Black and White 2. So when you look at Pokemon Black and White and then Black and White 2, what people have told me is that Black and White 2 is really a completely new game. And we don't know if Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is a completely new game. I think that if they had called it Pokemon Sun and Moon 2, people would be a little happier with what's going on now. Uh, but right now, people are pretty salty about the Pokemon announcement. Now, let me hit the last announcement, and then we'll jump in for everything. Pokemon Gold and Silver for Virtual Console on the 3DS. This comes out on the same day as... Uh, Pokemon Tournament DX, which is September 22nd. Not much to say here. It's uh, another virtual console game that is coming to the 3DS, and I have Pokemon Yellow on my 3DS. It's cool. No reason to not be happy about this unless you just really don't like gold and silver. All right, so let's talk about the overall saltiness that's going on right now because people are really salty about this Direct. Uh, so Nintendo announced, I mean, let's, let's look at things first. They announced this direct, uh, yesterday and then it's today, eight minute direct. It's not a long one. We could, we shouldn't have expected something huge, not just because it's a short direct, but because it's right before E3, like less than a week, I think before E3 starts, 
Why would Nintendo give us something huge right before E3? I think that would be a big mistake. They're getting, they're kind of taking the uh, news that they don't want people to focus on during E3 and, you know, sending it out and getting rid of it so that when E3 comes, we're not talking about it as much. Uh, now, why would Nintendo not want people talking about this stuff? Well, I think mostly it has to do with people's expectations. And this is this is something that gamers are especially guilty of, and, and myself included in the past, okay? So I'm, I'm not saying I'm squeaky clean here. But people hear that there's announcement coming. I don't think that was a good sentence. People hear that there is an announcement coming. And they get so hyped up that there is nothing that the announcement can do other than disappoint. And a lot of people are disappointed by this. A lot of people are, are very disappointed because we're not getting a mainline Pokemon game on the Switch right now. I gotta say that I'm not really surprised. I mean, would I have preferred to get a mainline Pokemon game on the Switch? Probably. But I'm not terribly surprised that we're not. And here's why. Game Freak tends to like to have lots of customers, as most companies do. And so for them to sell their game on the Switch, that would mean that they are automatically limiting the number of customers that they can have. Now, yes, Having a mainline Pokemon game on the Switch this early would sell consoles. Pokemon is the reason that the 3DS is doing so well right now anyway. I think that it's I think that right now it's just too early for uh, Game Freak to bring uh, a mainline Pokemon game to the Switch. I'm disappointed, not because I wanted to play it, because I, I think I'm just kind of done with the Pokemon games. But mostly because, and I say that now, when one comes, I'll probably be like, oh, I'm going to try this one. Maybe this will be the one that really reels me in. But I think that I've lost my train of thought now. Shiny things, shiny things, people. I think that Game Freak is going to wait and probably 2018, maybe even 2019 before we, probably late 2018, before we see the mainline uh, Pokemon games coming to the Switch. And a lot of people are just upset because they were expecting X. Uh, okay, I shouldn't use X because that's an actual game. Uh, they were ex expecting a certain game, and they're not getting it. And this happens all the time with announcements from video game companies. The The fans really want some such and such, and so they're disappointed when they don't get it. I almost feel like video game companies would be better off if they just never told us that they were making an announcement ahead of time and just said, bam, here's our announcement. We're not talking to you until it's done. Bam. Just done. Just that's it. They'd be so much better off. Now, let's take a look at uh, Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. Who is this for? It really depends on what kind of game it is. If it is a sequel to Sun and Moon, which I don't feel like it is, then... I think that it's for everybody. However, what I think it probably is, is just some shoehorned in new legendaries into the game that we probably already have. Then I think this game is, is made in mind for the people who are buying the new Nintendo 2DS XL, which comes out this summer. 
I think that's who this is for. This is not for the people who already have Sun and Moon, which really sucks because those are the people. I mean, if if you don't already have a 2DS, you probably don't want one or, or a 3DS, whatever. If you don't already have a DS uh, device in your hands, you probably aren't the person who wants one. This, this uh, family of systems has been around for a very long time. Lots of people had the chance to buy Sun and Moon. In fact, it sold like hotcakes. So making another version of that, just with different legendaries, almost seems like a money grab. It almost seems like kind of cynical. Like, hey, I know that we already get these people to buy two versions of our game, which are virtually identical, but only have small differences. But I think we can get them to buy four versions. I mean, it... If we can get them to buy two versions, why couldn't we get them to buy four, four versions? And then they twist their mustache in an evil way. I I tend to think I don't I tend not to think of video game companies as mustache twirling evildoers, but this just feels like a money grab and it feels just not nice. I'm I would be very happy to find out that I'm wrong and that it is a full sequel and that it is a game that's for everyone. I mean, I'm not going to play it. But I feel like it would be really in Nintendo or Game Freak's best interest not to push people too hard. Because if all you're getting is a couple of legendaries, you're going to be not happy to spend that money. Anyway, uh, what do you guys think of the Pokemon Direct? How much salt do you have? You guys let me know. Email the show, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Give us a call, 260-RUN-JUMP. Shout at me on Twitter. Let me know what you think. I'm looking forward to it. All right, last couple of things real quick, and then we're going to actually wrap up the show fast this time. Uh, FIFA, not going to be coming to the Switch on the Frostbite engine. Instead, they will be bringing it uh, across as like a legacy version. Uh, Basically, it seems like they are porting the Xbox 360 slash PS3 version to the Switch. Uh, with an updated roster. That's what the FIFA 18 on the Switch is supposed to be. This comes out September 29th. Um, Boy, September is, uh, I mean, the rest of this year for the Switch is pretty good. So let's think about this really quick, and then I'll get back to the FIFA story. In June, we have ARMS. July, Splatoon 2. August, Monster Hunter. September, we got FIFA, which I don't care about. NBA 2K, I also don't care about. Poke NDX, awesome. Super hyped for that game. Uh, I don't know if I said that before. I never really played it. I'm looking forward to playing that. It looks it looks really fun. Uh, then October, Skyrim. November and December, we've got a new 3D Mario. I, the, the rest of 2017 looks really fantastic. So when it rains, it pours. I'm, I'm excited uh, for what's coming this uh, this year for the Switch. Now, back to FIFA. Why is is EA basically shooting themselves in the foot uh, by porting uh, what ostensibly people say is a crappy version of the game to the Switch. Like, why even bother putting a game on the Switch? Here's the reason. From what I've read, and it's on the internet, so it's got to be true, EA is contractually obligated by the Football League, whatever it's called, FIFA, to put a game on every platform, at least one. 
So every single platform that comes out, they are obligated to make a FIFA game for that system. That's why. So that's why they're giving it the least amount of attention. Uh, it looks like that Nintendo is going to get left out in the cold again with sports titles, and it's going to be up to Nintendo to shore up that. Again, as somebody who does not care about sports, I don't care. But that's bad for the Switch, and it's bad for Nintendo. It's too bad that EA is leaving them out in the cold, so we're probably not going to get a Madden um 2K um 2K uh, basketball NBA 2K yeah there we go NBA 2K um we don't know if that's going to be a good one or not uh and the FIFA is probably going to be a disaster when you look at those three things it just tells me just I'm going to stop supporting things from EA you know that's that's how I'm looking at it I don't like I, and you know what bothers me most is the EA is acting like this, yet they were given a spot at the January announcement to say, and we are supporting the Switch too. They're not supporting anything. These guys are a bunch of jerks. Anyway, uh, speaking of people not supporting the Switch, Capcom, which I find weird because Capcom just brought out um, Ultra Street Fighter 2, they just announced a Mega Man Legacy Collection 2. They say it's a compilation of four timeless adventures in one package. Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 features the most recent entries into the classic side-scrolling series. The collection also includes a museum jam-packed with history and production art, a challenge remix stages for longtime fans, and first-timer-friendly options like added armor and checkpoint saves for an easy reload. Journey through later entries in the series with these four titles. Mega Man 7 introduced the mysterious rival Bass and his champion Treble. <laughs> By the way, I'm not a huge Mega Man player. That's why I don't know. Um, the That's why I was like, is that Bass or Bass? Anyway, uh, while Mega Man 8 features the series' first impressively animated and fully voiced cutscenes, Mega Man 9 marked the series' return to its roots with 8-bit visuals, music, and gameplay, Mega Man 10 retained these features and included three playable character options. So, what is this? What are these games going to be on? Well, it's it's not good. It's not the Switch. That's where it's not going to be. I guess that's really what we care. Uh, but you'll 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 need a PS4, Xbox One, or a PC. So if you if you want to play these games, uh, which is weird because most of these games were Nintendo exclusives. Uh, it's really strange that they've decided not to bring it uh, to the Switch. Capcom also recently they came up they came out with their Disney Afternoon Collection, uh, which featured Ducktales, Darkwing Duck, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and uh, Tailspin. And those games didn't uh, the um, the Disney Afternoon Collection also didn't come to the Switch. So it just seems really odd because I feel like. Whatever it is that they're using to make these games, it probably wasn't too difficult for them to port it to the Switch. So here's my guess as to why we're not getting this. My guess is that we're not getting this because Capcom wants to be able to sell this stuff through the virtual console. The other platforms don't really have virtual console. Only the Switch does. Capcom's looking at the Switch and they're saying, well, once they get their virtual console set up, We'll just be able to sell these games through there piecemeal. People will buy 
um, Mega Man 7 for X dollars, whereas if they would buy the whole thing um, for a lot cheaper. So I think that that's probably the reason that Capcom is skipping out on this. I don't know that, that, that that's true for a fact. It's just what my gut's telling me. Uh, speaking of Capcom, real quick, Ultra Street Fighter 2, I've been playing it on the Switch. I gotta say, uh, let's first I want to talk about the controls. Uh, I've tried it with the Pro Controller. I've tried it with the Joy-Cons uh, in the Joy-Con grip. And I've tried it with the Joy-Cons just held sideways. And I gotta say, my favorite way is not on the Pro Controller. My favorite way is the Joy-Con with the uh, Joy-Con grip. I feel like that is the most comfortable way to play the game. And uh, I was listening to another podcast. It was um, Nintendo Powercast and N64 Josh, who he's been on this show before. Uh, he was saying that he thinks, and, and he's got a really good point here, is that the throw on the, the Joy-Con stick is very, very short. And what I mean by that, or what he meant by that, is you don't have to move your thumb very far to go from the middle of the joystick to as far to one side as it can go. And because you don't have to go that far, you're easily able to input these um, these commands, like the quarter circle forward or the the Z motion in order to do like the the Shoryuken. Uh, I think that it's really cool. I'm having a really uh, a blast with it. Now, I've played online. I have experienced lag. Uh, his his co-host, Destinot, was complaining that he experienced tons of lag. I only experienced lag probably twice. Both times was when I was playing um, on Wi-Fi. When I play on LAN, it's perfect, like absolutely perfect, and it's really good. And one thing that I wanted to mention about it is I like I really like the way that you can just queue up a single player game like go through the arcade mode right and try and do do your wins and you can say people can try and fight me if they want uh, so you'll be playing through uh it's funny you you basically whenever I do this I start the arcade and I never even make it through one round before somebody challenges me before uh, a new fighter has arrived um, I like that I can do that, that I can sit there and play. I don't have to sit there and stare at the uh, at the the timer waiting for somebody to arrive to fight me. I can play the game while I'm waiting for somebody to basically walk up and put their quarter on the screen like they did back when I was a kid. Uh, so that's Ultra, Ultra, Street, Ultra Street Fighter 2. Um, I'm really enjoying the game. That being said, I got it for 30 bucks because I have Amazon Prime. For 40 bucks, I don't know that I would actually spend that much um, unless you re like if you have someplace else that you can play Street Fighter 2, then probably just play it there. Um, but if you don't have another place to play Street Fighter 2 and you have Amazon Prime and you can get the game for 30 bucks, I honestly probably would say pick it up. But for 40 bucks, probably not. Uh, this seems like a game that may go on sale in stores. I hope. Um, I'm having a blast with it though. So I think it's a, I think it's a winner. Um, the last story for today, and I'm going real fast cause I want to make this a quick episode for you guys is, uh, Nintendo has posted Nintendo of America posted on Twitter, the fighter with the highest winning average during the arms global test bunch is ribbon girl. Um, this is actually not too surprising to me. 
I did a survey, which a lot of people participated in. Over 4,000 people responded. And in the survey, uh, the the two most popular characters, uh, number one was Min Min, number two was Ribbon Girl. Or maybe it was number one uh, Ribbon Girl, number two Min Min. I can't remember which is which. Um, but either way, those were the two most popular characters. Uh, as far as which ones people liked the most. Then Nintendo announced which characters were played the most. And they said Min Min was played the most, followed by, I think it was Mechanica, I think. I could be wrong. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Most people tended to like Ribbon Girl, but not as many people played her. And now we get this uh, tweet from Nintendo of America saying that... um, from the Global Test Punch, Ribbon Girl was the most winning character. Uh, I'm really glad that they're tracking stuff like this. And for no other reason than it helps them balance the game. Not that I think that the game is necessarily imbalanced. It just makes things easier. All right, everybody, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed, please let me know. Uh, send an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Use the subject line switchcraft. Uh, give me a call, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Join the Discord. Uh, just go to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. If you're looking for ways to support the show, do exactly what um, uh, Mr. Triple B did at the beginning of the show and give us a review on iTunes. Um, you can uh, buy Doc Socks for your Nintendo Switch from my wife's um, um, Etsy site. Uh, you can join the Patreon and uh, directly help the show. If you don't have that much money but you like to shop on Amazon and you're going to buy something from Amazon, just use my Amazon affiliate link. I get a cut. doesn't cost you anything extra. All these links and more can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. This podcast and others like it are part of the Run Jump Stomp Gaming Network. For more information on where you can find content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com.